0: Good evening, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as part of Fansided. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown.
1: And I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. As always, we want to thank everyone and send our gratitude to the entire football fan base and the New Orleans Saints fan base, for just everyone who's keeping track of the Who Dat Dish podcast right now. We're nine episodes in, and we can't thank you guys enough for that. So there's a big thank you from us, but enough of that. We just want to uh, start off with introducing our guest this week. You love him, you know him. He's one of our Hootat Dish contributors. Uh, please, everyone, give a warm welcome. Again, he's been on before. To Matthew McFatridge. how are you, Matt?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, man. How are y'all? How are y'all doing? Hey, doing we're doing fantastic. Good. I'm good at least. Yeah, a little bit better it's now that we've hear. had
0: time to think about the the loss that the Saints took to the to the. Yeah.
2: Loss. To the Browns,
0: yeah. To
2: the Browns. uh, Hey, at least it's not the regular season.
0: I'm happy about that. That's true. That's true. true. Really good point, really good point. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll, we'll get more in-depth about that later. Good to have you on the show, Matt. Uh, Yeah, I think it was episode four or five, four or five. So it's been a few weeks since you've been on the show. Um, Yeah, always good to have you back. Um, Yeah. Before we get into the Browns game... Uh, before we even get into articles of the week, just wanted to put this out there uh, because it is kind of a uh, it's, – it's a pretty serious topic. It's it's gaining some traction on Twitter. Uh, Nick Underhill uh, tweeted of uh, New Orleans Advocate. He tweeted uh, that the Saints are currently looking into a trade uh, involving Delvin Bro, who was a starting cornerback uh, a season ago. He kind of proved his worth uh, to the team. Uh, but right now, due to injuries, this is what Nick Underhill said. He said that the team was getting frustrated with uh, how – Injury prone Delvin Bro is, or at least was, not sure at this point how, how serious of an injury he has or anything, but pretty much, uh, according to Nick Underhill, very credible source, he is on the market. Uh, Sean Payton uh, pretty much declined to comment on it earlier today in his press conference. Uh, quick hits, guys, what do you think of that off the bat?
1: Don't even get me started. I'm really upset. <laughs> As a fan of Bro and him himself being a Louisiana native, Right. I thought this was like a Cinderella story for Delvin Bro, you know, him getting injured. Injured a long time ago, coming back, you know, not even getting to play for LSU, being with his hometown team, team the Saints. And when he was good, he was really good. You know, as great as the quarterback favorite now, I really want Bro to stay.
2: So, yeah. if you're hearing this, Dalvin, Bro, please don't go. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the same boat. Um, I mean... Just because, and again, just because they're shopping him doesn't mean they're definitely going to get rid of him. They are kind of exactly. frustrated yeah. with them. Yeah. Uh, I think he had an x ray today. I read an article. He had an x ray today and the injury, um, he had a contusion that's been keeping him out. And apparently it's a little bit worse than uh, they think it was. So to hold him out a little bit longer, not too long though. Yeah. Um, but again, um, I mean, he doesn't have a big salary cap hit. We were talking before the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, $619,000 is a cap that's hit. That's peak point. 20. 0.4% of the total team cap for wow. next year, wow. So uh, or this year. We can afford him. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of, do we have the roster spot for, you know, to have an injured cornerback? Because, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be the big thing, is how many cornerbacks do they keep?
1: Yep. Five or six, probably. Yeah, and it depends yeah, on most how many
0: safeties they do, too, because you kind of have to group defensive backs. Uh, that's true. That's kind true. Of an entire thing. Also, um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the X-ray part, because... His trade depends on how much leverage the Saints really have. Granted, Delvin Bro is a talented player, right. but teams know that he's injured. Teams know that he's still a young guy, so he's kind of still uh, working in development. And the fact that he started for the team is impressive, but him starting for the Saints defense uh, does not probably look as impressive to other teams, considering how, how poor of a defense we ha- we've had the past couple of years. But still, I'm with you, Tyler and, and Matt. Uh, Cinderella story for sure. Louisiana native. <laughs> uh, the injury that he had that almost cost him his career was devastating yep. the fact that he was able to get All back right. up onto mm-hmm. his feet um, and be a big part of the Saints defense a season ago. It would be sad to see him go um, for multiple reasons. Uh, but I think that this speaks volume to not only how the Saints injuries are currently with Donnell Ellerby and, and Jairus Bird. That's who Devin Burrow is kind of falling into right now. If he doesn't end up getting training, you know the team trying to get rid of extremely injury prone players. Um, But it also speaks volume to our, at least to me, um, our cornerback and defensive back core. um, And and the fact that we kind of whiffed on trying to get Malcolm Butler in that uh, Brandon Cooks trade. Uh, It it doesn't look too terrible right now, but it also doesn't look very good, the situation right now. Um, But uh, again, right now, that's all just, obviously, I, I believe in the report by Underhill, but that's all it is right now is a report. Not sure if he's completely on the market, not even sure if he will be traded at all. So, um, But we'll keep you updated. Be sure to follow us on who.dish.com. We'll, we'll for sure have updates to you. Um, let's jump into our weekly segment, Articles of the Week. You know it. You love it. Uh, luckily, we have Matt on the show today so that uh, he will also be providing two articles. Um, but pretty much Articles of the Week, it's where we discuss one of our own articles and then we uh, discuss a different uh, Who Dat Dish contributors articles as well and, and kind of pump it up and plug it in. So, uh, Matthew, I will give you the floor real quick. Go and give us one of your articles and, uh, one from another contributor.
2: All right. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so this week I read an article, uh, it was after a couple of days after the Browns game, uh, titled help wanted, uh, saints still searching for defensive help. Um, obviously the game wasn't, you know, terrible. We didn't lose. We didn't lose in a big blowout of six. It was only six points. It was a late, you know, kind of thing. We had a chance at the end to win. Um, and it was second and third stringers playing. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint saying, oh, it's all on the defense. Um, but outside the defensive line, I mean, our secondary, it still scared me. Uh, I mean, it looked like, you know, typical, most recent New Orleans you know, mm-hmm. secondary. It didn't look yeah. didn't look good. I mean, we have a lot of new faces back there, young guys, uh, like people just trying to make the team. And obviously that's what the preseason is for is to uh, get, figure out who's going to make the team and all the different stuff. Um, yeah. defensive line I'm, I'm happy with the linebackers even I think there was some good plays there but the defensive secondary it's kind of scared me uh we let Deshaun Kaiser a project quarterback in many people's eyes yeah um throw for almost 200 yards had an I easy touchdown on a, Swan,
1: on a fourth
2: and two yeah Damian Swan I'll get to that <laughs> hopefully yeah. later uh in the in the segment I'll oh I have so many it's not all on him but right so. um and again how can you leave him alone one-on-one. I mean, I understand it's fourth and two. You're expecting a run, but still. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, obviously, you know, with the bro kind of thing, I think we're looking for um, – we have a lot of people in camp right now, so it's going to be interesting to see who we bring in, uh, if we bring in anybody else, or, you know, what we do as far as with the move. So defense is definitely still something that needs to be worked on. Uh, again, a lot of the starters did not play, so we'll see what happens when Lattimore comes back. We'll see what happens, you know – If Cam Jordan's in there, he causes enough havoc to maybe give the defensive backs a little bit of help. Right. Um, So we'll see it with that. Um, And the piece that I'm also... uh, that I I hadn't been on the site for a couple of days, uh, and then I I wrote my article and went on and reviewed a couple of the articles. And uh, Matt DeMello, uh, he actually wrote an article the day before mine came out. uh, New Orleans Saints, back-breaking mistakes, a lingering issue. Again, it was talking kind of about the same thing, about how we just kind of, you know collapsed in the end of games for some yeah. reason and especially on defense um the offense didn't play that well um but there's a lot of injuries and again a lot of backups uh, but you know you just can't put yourself in those kind of situations uh to cause yourself to get burnt in the end uh and he said he was pretty much talking about how the saints need to um start having foresight in those kind of situations and not you know saying oh well it's better to know it's easy to tell something now. To look in the past, hindsight's twenty twenty. But they have to have foresight and, and kind of improve in those situations. Right. Uh, so those are the two articles that I chose for this week.
0: Nice, fantastic.
1: All right. you want me to take the phone out, Dayton. Yes, sir. Okay. So the two articles I've got for you guys today. The first one I will plug by myself. It has been forever, even though it's only been two weeks. But it feels like forever to me. So I am proud to announce that I have a new article out for everyone. My article is called Saints running back Alvin Kamara is a beast, and the NFL took notice. Basically, what that uh, dives into is about the Saints' uh, 2017 third-round selection running back Alvin Kamara, like, a, like I said in the title, is a beast, and the NFL has been taking notice. Uh, I basically just uh, uh, take a look at what he did during the preseason game, what he said in college, and uh, what his... Um, What his outlook may be for 2017, what kind of snaps, reps he might be taking for the running back and uh, possibly even the wide receiver position, you know, uh, like a scat back role. So I dive into that. It's a great article. If you want to check it out at whodatdish.com with many other amazing articles there. And speaking of other amazing articles, the other one I've got for you guys today is by our editor, uh, Roy Anderson. The article is called Saints Rookie Tackle Ryan Ramchak versus Joey Bosa. And what that article gets into is about the Saints' first-round selection, Ryan Ryan Ramchick, uh Basically, you know, uh, a rookie tackle about uh, facing different players. And this week, he has a strong possibility of playing against uh, up-and-coming defensive end who's really showing off around the league. And that is the San, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers' defensive end, Joey Bosa. So it's going to be. A very exciting matchup, hopefully, in the preseason game that's coming up this upcoming week. So look into that, guys. But those are two articles I've got. What about you, Dan? What do you uh, got? Oh,
0: yeah. Fantastic choices. Love both of them. Huh? Uh, love me some Alvin Kamara. We'll get into that a little bit uh, later on for how he performed in the Browns game. Um, my article that I, I put out, uh, it's called In Defense of Quarterback Garrett Grayson. Two main reasons I defended Garrett Grayson. Number one, he was getting some, in my eyes, some very unnecessary heat. Uh, from his performance against the Browns. Um, uh, Again, we'll get into that later. I'm sure you guys have a lot to say also on him because he was one of the main quarterbacks who played in the game. I I think that he played the most snaps um, out of any of our three quarterbacks. Um, But really, 11 of 16, only had five incompletions, 126 yards, 92.2 passer rating, didn't have a touchdown, didn't have an interception. I thought it was a very subpar game, especially for a third-string, 30-year quarterback playing with other second- and third-team guys. Um, And it's just kind of defending him. Another reason I defended him is because he went to high school in my hometown that I also currently live in, Vancouver, Washington. I think in the past I've said he went to Skyview High School. Ignore that. Um, He actually went to Heritage High School. Um, I think I got him mixed up with Austin Dodge, who was drafted by the Falcons a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, no, uh, Garrett Grayson, hometown hero for us. uh, He's still kind of talked about around here because he's one of the uh, only names in Vancouver, Washington to make it big. So obviously, I, w- I want to defend some of my uh, hometown heroes, but granted, he did not deserve that hate, whether I have a close connection with him or not. So um, go and check that out. Uh, my other one is by Dean Mullen, uh, one of our contributors. Uh, the title is Do the Saints Have Plan B If? Uh, and then dot, dot, dot. Pretty much, uh, I'll read, I'll actually read the uh, subheader for it. Hypothetical contingency plans are probably not at the top of most coaches' to-do list. In 2017, however, the Saints better have a plan B. I think that it's it's a great, it's, it's such a mini-read. It's probably like less than 500 words. <laughs> great yeah. read. Um, the two main things that he kind of covers as far as plan B goes are injuries, which the Saints always have to deal with, and then getting off to a bad start because of how tough our, the first four weeks of our schedule are with that uh, week five bye week. Uh, uh, j- just a great week like I said uh, quick read uh, great job Dean on that uh, and you can find all of these articles at whodadish.com if you're not living there you should be uh, let's get into some game time talk Tyler
1: yeah so everyone you've all been waiting for it it is uh, our to- our first topic of the night it is the New Orleans Saints versus the Cleveland Browns preseason game one review uh, discussion so obviously unfortunately The New Orleans Saints lost twenty to fourteen to the Cleveland Browns. What did you guys think? What are your general takeaways from that game? Matthew, go ahead. You're the guest, man.
2: All right, I'll go ahead. Uh, I mean, like I said, uh, you know, the defensive line was looked solid. There was a lot of good players stepped up. I think Wilkerson has had a Muhammad Wilkerson has had a huge week, apparently, according to reports. And I think he, you know, um, that looked really good. Um, The offensive line kind of scared me. Uh, Again, there's injuries. Good news is Max Unger's. Reportedly, back in practice that's really really good news yeah um we're kind of shuffling the offensive line um right now um but i think honestly for full strength we have a top five offensive line in the league um i wrote an article a couple weeks ago kind of detailing a little bit about how the offensive line can be one of the best in the nfl at full strength um and i think with Ramchick in there um you know he'll i think he can step right in and just make it even better Uh, he's really good um but again, the defense, secondary, we'll see. Uh, you know, if we put in Latimore, put back in Vaccaro, Marcus Williams is, you know, only going to get better. Um, I think that solves some of the issues. We still have some issues to figure out as far as who's going to start at linebacker, who's going to start at defensive tackle next to um, Sheldon Rankerson,
1: yeah,
2: um, anything like that. There's a lot of, there's still a lot of holes and a lot of question marks as far as the defense goes. The offense is going to be fine. We have Drew Brees, you have Mark Ingram, you have Adrian Peterson, yep. Alvin Kamara, like you just said, which. I have a lot to talk about him, hopefully soon. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the offense is going to be fine. Um, defense, again, is going to be the issue with the Saints. How do we handle? And I think we kind of saw a little bit of that in against uh, Cleveland.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with everything you just said, especially about the offensive line, uh, just because, like, I, I think our offensive line did a decent job at the beginning of the game protecting Chase Daniels. I, I, th- I think that's how we sustained some yeah. drives. And those, most of those guys were our backups, uh, really, due to injuries, due to Sean Payton not wanting to play a whole lot of starters. Um, really, my, my my general sense of this game fits into what you and uh, Matt DeMello were talking about in, in both of your articles. This is really a typical Saints game, right? They, were, they, they lost a close game yep. to a team they should have beat, whether it's preseason <laughs> or regular <laughs> season. I've seen it. A, yep. I've seen it a billion times as a Saints fan, and I'm sure you you guys have obviously too. And then all Saints fans have. That's that's the story of the past, however many seven and nine seasons we've had. Like the three of the last five, you know right. that that's the story of our seasons. As as we lose really close games to teams we should have beat, and the Browns game was no different. Um, I, I really wish the starters were present for maybe one drive on each side of the ball, but I totally understand why Peyton didn't play them in the first game. Totally understandable. Um, but the ones who did play, uh, Michael Thomas, P.J. Williams, Kenny Beccaro, Sheldon Rankins, uh, and I—we a couple of guys on the offensive line, I think that they played fine. I, I, I would, they obviously didn't play anything spectacular, but I thought that they played all right. Um uh, probably above par. Picaro had a couple tackles. PJ Williams actually uh, led the team in tackles. Blue and he had six. Did really well that. Um, yeah. Which was yeah. cool. Uh, Michael Thomas had a couple of nice grabs. And uh, Sheldon Rankins is obviously does this thing. He's 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 the pot belly down in the uh, in the defensive he line. Is. Which I love I'm it. So it a lot. yeah, yeah. Which is something that we haven't had in a while. Really, we we've always had very impressive defensive ends, but we never really had a guy to hold up the middle, and I think Sheldon Rankins is going to develop into that guy. Uh, but yeah, those four starters impressed me, as well as, the, like I said, the guys on the offensive line. And the most important thing going into this week that I took away from the Browns game is getting healthy and having Breeze and Jordan, uh, Drew Breeze and Cameron Jordan, step up on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're going to have to be the leaders. That's going to make everything mesh together a lot better. Once they start playing in preseason games and we get that chemistry going, then I'm going to be a lot more confident in this team. Once Drew Brees and Cameron Jordan start to get their groove going uh, early in the preseason, hopefully they play against San Diego. We'll get to that in a little bit. Once that starts yeah. happening, everything is going to start meshing together. Chemistry is going to start coming together. Because it's one thing to do it in practice, right? And then once the actual game comes around, a uh, whole different ball game. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of positive takeaways, honestly, uh, even though it was a loss to you know the team who had the number one overall pick a year ago. Uh, but Miles Garrett didn't, again, it's preseason, but Miles Garrett didn't have any huge plays. Uh, not a whole lot of mistakes. Like I said, uh, none of our quarterbacks threw an interception. Ryan Nassib had a touchdown pass, uh, with some third string guys, Tommy Lee Lewis looked impressive. So yeah, generally good takeaways, honestly. Yeah.
1: And I'll, I'll just throw on, I'll throw off to, I'll throw on to what you guys mentioned. I'll actually go a little more optimistic here. Uh, well, uh, okay, so the first thing, the thing I saw for, like, my major takeaway in general, if the Saints lose a lot of offensive starters, um, we're screwed. I wrote in my notes before this, me and Dayton were talking, but before we started, I added, I wrote, yikes. The first thing I thought was Riley E. Coyote when he's falling off a cliff. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Because there was a noticeable difference from, um you had Larry Warford, Zach Streep. Uh, basically, we had all the starters in the offensive line, except for the center, Max Unger who's expected to come back in a couple weeks, and then you essentially took them all out and put in other guys, and they all miserably failed. But uh, on the optimistic side, for my major takeaway, I have players are improving. You take a look at guys that have either been injured or have been underperforming in years past, and you have been taking them now, and they've been improving noticeably. I think that's going to be the major key for the Saints win Ball well this year is how many players can step up what kind of impact they can make for this team in 2017. Right. But that's what I had yeah my major takeaways. That's
0: all, who uh, who impressed you guys the most? I guess, obviously, uh, you can't go individually who all will impress you. But uh, out of the guys who played in the game, who impressed you the most?
1: Here, I'll let you guys go first because sure. whoever you guys don't take, I will clean up with. So. Um,
0: I, I mean, I really only have two. I mean, a lot of people impressed me, but the guys who impressed me the most, uh, just really two guys – Uh, Other than Garrett Grayson, who impressed me more. I didn't put him on the list because he didn't like impress me, impress me, but he impressed me more than most people did. Um, So I put him on there. But uh, Alvin Kamara and Tommy Lewis, young guys, really athletic, and they're versatile. Alvin Kamara is going to be that scat back uh, who I think is going to eventually develop into a starting caliber type running back, honestly. I think that he has the chance to, and this is a stretch. We've only seen him in one game. He's a rookie. But I think that he has the potential to develop into a Le'Veon Bell type guy, uh, I, I think wow. that's a stretch. He kind of has wow. the he has the versatility. Can he can catch the ball. I mean, Le'Veon Bell can do everything and does everything really well. Uh, and I think that Alvin Kamara has the tools to do everything, and hopefully he can do everything well. Uh, like I said, granted it's a stretch, but he kind of he showed his versatility uh, in the game. He, he had one of those. Uh, I think it was a twenty-two yard run that he kind of went inside the line and then bounced right outside which is what you love to see you love to see running backs not give up on plays uh, and then Tommy Lee Lewis had uh, really nice grabs almost had a touchdown uh, beautiful pass by Garrett Grayson uh, by the way I might mention that um, that should, granted probably should have been a touchdown but good enough you know he had to lay out for the pass yeah. and, and it was it was just a great haul um, he's been impressing in camp and that's what you have to do in games you have to impress as well or else it can't what you do in camp doesn't mean anything if you can't perform well in the game. So, yeah, those are the two guys who impressed me the most.
2: What about you, Matt? Yeah. Who do you got? Um, i have going to hit on Alvin Kamara uh, as well. Um, yeah. I'm a huge University of Tennessee fan. That's my college team. Go Vols. Um, go Vols, exactly. Um, Alvin Kamara, it's a shame that we did not utilize him better while he was there. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to go into all the details. Uh, we had a running yeah. back ahead of him, right. left the team midseason. Kamara comes in. And he just shows how explosive he truly is. Um, he showed why he was, you know, one of the top-rated running backs coming out of high school. Went to Alabama, transferred, came to Tennessee. Um, and like you said, Dayton, he's just explosive. Um, mm-hmm. He has that knack for just gaining a few extra yards when he shouldn't. He gets hit, right. and yeah. he somehow keeps his balance and goes and falls forward Mark three In- or four yards down. every right. yep. every single time he gets, and he gets right back up. Um, he has a way. He has a knack of putting his hand on the ground and just like you know, he looks like he's gonna get knocked down. Puts his hand on the ground, picks himself back up, and carries himself another fifteen yards. I mean, he's uh, the one knack I kind of have on him is he 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 lacks that extra gear to kind of out to beat you. Um, okay. he's he's fast. He's really fast. He's really shifty. Uh, but uh, I feel like you know he does like that extra gear. This is just coming from me watching the oh, past yeah. couple of years. I think you would know yeah. um, more
0: than more than most Saints fans because you watched yeah. Tennessee as well, and now and uh, that kind of transfer in here. So yeah,
2: yeah. but We're I think he definitely you know. he he definitely definitely fits that uh, Joker role that Sean Payton go. loves so much. He he loves it. Um, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. That's that's an interesting appearance. I hadn't thought about that before. That's actually you know that's really high praise if he's yeah. even half that good exactly in the NFL. yeah that's, that's that's true that's amazing that's yeah. that's fantastic but I agree. Yeah. that's 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 something good to strive for for sure right um i was also gonna hit kind of hit on tommy lee lewis but you hit on him i was actually really impressed with uh ryan nassib um okay i know tyler I too. yeah i know tyler loves uh loves him he's up there uh from new york yeah. uh, where you You're are so represent new york represent. you represent exactly exactly shout out <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but he really impressed me. Like he said, he threw that touchdown pass with third stringers against third stringers, probably. But you know, I was really big on him coming out of Syracuse, and I thought that um, when Doug Marone took the job with um, was it Buffalo? I yeah. thought that he was going to you know draft Ryan Nassif because he coached him at Syracuse, and then you know, that whole yeah. EJ manual thing came, and yeah, they were so happy because they fooled everybody thinking they were going to get Nassib, and. You haven't really heard much from Nassib. He was a backup in... Was he with a backup of the Giants for a he couple was. years?
0: yep. Yeah, right, he was. so...
2: Um, I honestly think that he could be the potential replacement for Drew Brees. That's mm-hmm. down the road. That's a long ways from now. But from okay. what I saw, I liked him a little bit better than Garrett Grayson as far as composure. Yeah,
1: um, I agree. I yeah, um, to say, to add on to what you said really quick before Dan talks, um, okay. the funny part is, though... Uh, if if this game never happened, people right now wouldn't be on the NASA train. Uh, right. to, to say quite honestly, he's been doing not good in right. training camp. He hasn't been making good throws. He hasn't been doing anything. It was that's like also what I heard. Yeah, three sixty from what uh, he was doing in camp. So that's why I was like, I was right along with you on that train. So I was happy too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was too, but yeah, yeah go ahead, Dave. What he
1: were you de- saying?
0: Well, he definitely had better composure than Grayson, and, and you could tell uh, that he, he yeah. was a lot more comfortable yeah. in the pocket, better pocket presence. I think that he, um, oh, and granted, this this is just from watching it over one time. Uh, I'm sure if we watched film, we would get a better understanding. But I think that he did a lot uh, a lot better job than Grayson in uh, read progressions. I think that I, I a lot of people would agree with me because I saw I I saw that on Twitter. It was something I kind of paid attention to in the game when I rewatched it. Um, and uh, but I, I also think it's funny. I, I'll just put this in here. Uh, I'll say one thing about Kamara. Um, you could tell that he just loves to play football, and you could tell it by two ways. Obviously, the way that he plays on the field, but also if you go to like and I rarely ever bring up other players' Twitter's unless it's something funny. But Kamara's Twitter is isn't very active. It's not full, and he he like doesn't flex at all. He he's about a guy who. He just likes to grind. He likes to play football. Um, and I'm not saying players who are active on social media don't like to play football. But you just kind of get that sense from me. He just loves to play football. He doesn't like any theatrics, which is what guys that Sean Payton loves. Drew Brees as well. Right. They just love guys who can put their head down and, and go. And it's also funny that we have three guys on the team who are kind of like homies to us, right? Like, uh, Matt, you got Alvin Kamara. He went to Tennessee. Um, uh Tyler, you have Brian Nassib. You went to Syracuse. Yeah. I got Garrett Grayson. He went to my hometown, and then they and they're all Ryan. playing on the same. I think that that's just interesting, but yeah, it's yeah.
2: pretty cool. Uh, yeah.
1: What about you, Tyler? Who impressed you? Okay, guys. So uh, I'll just quickly mention because I'm going to focus on the defense for this one. Sure. Like uh, the the one guy you didn't mention that I really was impressed with. He didn't do anything too too big, but from what I saw, it was consistency, and that's what really uh, you know maybe. Uh, not my uh, not my hat to him, and that was Brandon Coleman. He didn't do okay. He didn't do anything stupid, you know, which I liked. You know, Brandon Coleman in past has passes, dropped balls, or uh, has run re- uh, bad routes. I think in the past, you know, he just he looked good. He he wasn't spectacular, like he wasn't the highlight of the show. Obviously, that was Tommy Lee Lewis having over 100 yards, a touchdown, but he looked consistent, and that's what I'm hoping for. All we need is consistency, and uh, from everything in the offense, I have it go smoothly enough to have a score enough points to win every week. That's what I'm looking for. So that's what I enjoyed. But So I've got three guys for defense. I thought I'd mention what I liked about them really quick. So the first one I've got is our sixth-round selection, Al-Qaeda Muhammad. So, uh, like, it's really interesting because uh, we didn't expect much from him. Uh, we, knew he, we knew he was going to get some time, you know, him being one of those later draft picks. We need to see what he's all about. But we didn't expect – what he had in store. Um, Muhammad was getting pressure. He was getting sacks. He, I'm pulling up the stats right now for him. Boy, it, it was just really impressive uh, to see what Muhammad was capable of doing. Even though, I uh, granted, it was against players that aren't exactly starters. Let's see here, Muhammad. Okay, so Al-Qaeda okay, Muhammad had a total of two tackles, a half a sack. He, the stats aren't great, but he was getting a lot of pressure, and that's why I enjoyed. Especially considering right now the CNC depth uh, at all positions and defensive end uh, is absolutely one of them, you know, beyond our yeah. starters. If we can get a player that can contribute when Cameron Jordan is resting or uh, maybe even on the inside, if we put him that way, like we've been doing with other players. Just, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And that really shocked me, especially throughout the game. So the, n- the next guy I've got is going mm. to be... Defensive and Haoli Kikaha, the Hawaiian pineapple dude. So <laughs> uh, I forget his full nickname, uh, but um, I, he he went by like the Hawaiian pineapple or something, the Hawaiian train or I don't know. But, yeah, I I loved it because uh, the funny part is though, he was starting near the very very beginning. I I remember watching this. I think it was against left tackle Cameron Irving. I think it was from the Browns. But the funny part was though. Uh, his speed, his strength, uh, given he isn't as strong as some of the other players like Okafor, Jordan, but his uh, his speed mostly, his versatility, his quickness, his, all that good stuff, I loved it. You know, especially considering uh, Kikaha hasn't exactly played a ton because of injuries. You know, he's had all those major e injuries, being out. And, but what I saw from him was amazing. When he went against Cam Irving, I think it was, for the Browns, uh, he was getting held. Like there are a couple times back to back where Cameron Irving would have a holding penalty on himself because he couldn't, uh, like, if he didn't do anything, Hauli uh, Kikaha would have been right there to sack players. So I, I, uh, right now I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm giddy with excitement over the potential we have right now with Kikaha. Just the potential of having Cameron join on one side and then Okafor and Kikaha, two different types of edge rushers rotating in to really throw off, off opposing offensive lines, uh, that that gets me giddy with excitement. So I'm really hopeful that he stays healthy and he makes a big impact for us. But the last guy I've got is going to be the cornerback, P.J. Williams. Yes. So with the injuries uh, P.J. Williams has had, at this point, honestly, at least in my opinion, I think a lot of people would agree, I honestly didn't know if P.J. Williams was going to make this roster. With everything that was going on, and we signed a lot more corners. We, we still keep on signing corners and stuff. I thought he would just be caught in the dust, and he would eventually be getting cut before the Saints final 53 uh, came out. Okay. But, uh, lo and behold, I was wrong. Thank goodness I was wrong. P.J. Williams looks like a beast. Uh, the only you guys mentioned earlier, the secondary exactly, didn't look very good. But there is one glimmer in that shade of darkness, and that was P.J. Williams. He, he, the funny part is he's made silly errors before. He wasn't doing any of those. Uh, he was doing really clean coverage. He was running toe to toe with receivers, breaking up passes. I don't believe he had an interception, but he was just—he he was all over the field. And uh, for a Saints team that needs a defined starter on both sides of the ball, on both sides of the field for their defense and their cornerbacks, I'm really hopeful for that because right now. Obviously, we talked about the bro thing earlier. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore might not even be ready. So we need a defined starter. And P.J. Williams is showing, like, he has the capability. He has the confidence to start week one in Minnesota. So I'm looking forward to that. But those are my guys who I thought looked really good. I'm, I'm hopeful. Like, I'm very optimistic. I think we've got a lot of great players going forward for us. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, like Big I said, one.
1: good luck, Vikings. Like yeah. I said, the the uh,
0: takeaway, the main takeaway from the game, even though it was lost, was a lot of positivity, a lot of looking on, and that may be because number one, it's preseason and it's the first yeah. preseason game. But the, I think the team generally played uh, pretty well. Let's get into some negatives. Let's talk about who disappointed us. Uh, I'll just go first, just because I have two main guys. Number one, uh, TGIF. Did not look too good. Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn is fast. He's fast, um, but he can't catch the ball. He had two drops. <laughs> no, um, not. And, and one of those drops was uh, in the end zone for a touchdown. Great. Hey, like think about this. He, the game. he, he catches. Yeah. I was going to say, he catches that ball. I mean, we pretty much won the game, right? I mean, granted, yeah. th- different things could have transpired and whatnot, but if you, if you really mm-hmm. take that into consideration, could have won the game. If, if he catches that ball, um, and I, you brought up an interesting point, Tyler, when you said uh, about PJ Williams. And you said, "You said I don't think he had an interception. He didn't. Nobody on the team had an. Inter- I had to look this up just to be sure. Nobody on the team had an interception. Nobody on the team had a fumble recovery. We didn't force a turnover against the Browns.
1: We need that's to start crazy. Yeah. That's how Six- we're gonna win the game.
0: Sixty minutes of football, and you can't force one turnover."
1: Yeah, that's going to that yeah, be a problem. Uh,
0: yeah, that's going to be a problem. And then the
1: yeah,
0: and then the other big guy is Damian Swan. I'm sure you guys will tear him apart. I, I'll I'll present right. him and I'll have you guys tear him uh, apart. But yeah, he he was one of those. Uh, he was one of the guys in the darkness, as you said, Tyler, uh, for our uh, defensive back core in the game. Yeah, just just uh, yeah. not very good. Yeah. What about you? What do you, What do you guys think? Of? What about you, Matt? Who disappointed? You you? Um, Who disappointed you, Matt?
2: Y- yeah. Again, going back to running backs, I was actually completely... I'm a big fan of Chavaras Cadet. Yeah, I, me too. I, I like him, but what's, I, is he even <laughs> going to make the team now? Like, I don't think he makes the team. I, I I think yeah. he doesn't, we have so many the, like running backs. Running backs yeah. We do. That's the thing. We have so many running backs. We have so many speed options uh, to play, and he just looked flat. He just went out there. 2.2 yeah. 2. 2 yard um, per carry average in that game. Sheesh. He hasn't... He, i think he caught one pass per 11 yards that was yeah, it like yeah. he had yeah. like six carries six carries for a little bit over like 14 yards like or something 13, like that it was honestly it, it, yeah.
1: like, yeah.
2: it was not it was not good like i I liked him a couple of years ago I was like oh wow this kid's actually really good you know and all this stuff yeah. but he's never he hasn't progressed from that point you go you yeah. get to a point where you have to start showing progression and it's just you know it's it's not there i mean alvin kamara definitely has taken over that third running back role. Um, yeah. at, at least as long as he stays what he's what he's done so far in that yeah. first game and, and in camp so far, um, I'm really uh, but yeah, Tavares have really disappointed me uh, I, I've been talking about it the whole show, the defense, secondary kind of disappointed me, but I'm also kind of disappointed not only in Damian Swan. I'm not going to tear him apart,
0: Okay. Uh, yes, he him apart. yes he got beat,
2: yes he got beat, yes he got beat, but I'm more upset at the defensive staff, whoever called that play to put eight men in the box on a yeah. fourth and two He's and not leave the type him one-on.
1: Uh, sorry, to interrupt you, but he's not the type of cornerback I think that would be. Tip, would, would you guys agree? He's not the typical cornerback that would be lined up on the outside, though, right? Wouldn't he be more and like could be more
2: in the, the slot? Yeah, he'd yeah, come in on the, yeah. in the special packages, kind of cover the middle of the field. Give him I don't that, think he, yeah. he's not good on one-on-one coverage. I don't think. No, we. The fact he's, that we. The, the fact uh, he showed that, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, he didn't have any help over the back. There was no safety help at all. There was nobody in yeah. that quadrant of the field. They were all in the box. And I um, mean have I don't know if more. they just didn't think that uh, you know, Chavars cadet or not um Deshaun Kaiser. I didn't think I don't I yeah. guess they didn't think that he could beat them. They're like, We're gonna force you to beat him, but you know, Damian Swan made it super easy. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that he did, yep. did do his part, but you know, I'm kinda on Dennis Allen, the secondary. Whoever whoever called that play, I don't yeah. know who called that play, but well, whoever called it, I'm disappointed in them.
0: When you're a cornerback in the NFL, you to be able to at least play better man-to-man covers than that. Like 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 I we agree. can give we can give Swan all the slack we like we want, but like when you're an NFL when you're when you're a cornerback in the NFL, you have to be able to cover a little bit better than that. At least that that's just my yeah, viewpoint. You know right. what I'm saying? So, you're right. But yeah, I do we agree. That was kind like of a, that was a pretty bad up play call, honestly. Yeah, especially because. It's not like Kaiser was having a bad game before that. Kaiser Kaiser was doing
2: pretty was. decent before he that. He was. He was good.
0: And then you just load up the box on a fourth and two and and, and leave Damien Swan on an island. Swan Island. That's not a place you want to vacation to, man.
2: My thing is I'd rather give up the um the two yards and have them get their first down yep. and have them still have yeah, to get the touchdown exactly. to win. To
1: Than then, yeah.
2: then you know, just get burnt like that. At yep. least have at least, you know, I don't know. I that's my opinion. Nope, but I'm not a coach. I'm nope. just I'm just a fan. So
0: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. It might have been since it's preseason. They're take, taking some risks and whatnot, just to Baby, see how it works out. That could be it too. Just could, see what happens. But it's still you're what trying happens. to you're still trying to win the game. So I get you. What about you, Tyler? Yeah. Who uh, who uh, uh, okay. fire off the fire off the Pistons, bro?
1: <laughs> oh boy, uh, we might get a little debate here, but um, I think I, I might just save this for next week uh, because I'm gonna give Garrett Grayson the benefit of the doubt, because like you have hope and people like hope. So, let's leave Garrett Grayson for next time. That's how Obama went 08. That's how Obama went <laughs> 08, bro. Oh, you got to have a hope. There hole. you go. There you go. But um, I'm going to bank off of what Matt said. I'm going to stick with the secondary here. And I'm going to go off the route of cornerbacks uh, Ken Crawley and Devontae Harris. Uh, I, I, I'm I trying to think now. I don't know. I think it was mostly early. It was throughout the game is what got me for them. The not bad cornerbacks overall. But it was just really sloppy, silly, stupid mistakes. Yeah. Uh, I like, given given that sometimes the refs are a little more harsh during the preseason to really like show young guys, okay, look, you shouldn't be doing this. Like we're throwing the flag because you shouldn't be doing this. But just for them, the 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 penalties, obviously, is something that Sean Payton uh, is very passionate about. You know, if you're gonna have a ton of penalties, you're not gonna win the game. If, yeah, if you aren't playing fundamental football, aren't playing it to its core, you aren't going to be winning the game. And the way uh, Ken Crawley and Devontae Harris played, in my opinion, shouldn't be given a high five for like they, I, I don't know why I'd say this to begin with, but they were... Um, I, I would like to see a lot more improvement from them personally. Luckily for them, and all these other guys you mentioned, you know, for the guys that have done per- poorly, this is only week one of the preseason. They have three yeah. more weeks to get their act together and improve. If not, I mean... Your butt's to the curb, but until right. then, you know. But just, I mean, I think, you know, if the Saints keep six quarterbacks, I think Ken Crawley should make it. But I, I just, uh, for a fan here and as an analyst, I would just like to see a little more confidence, especially in Crawley, first off, because he he, he started last year. When everything else failed for the Saints last year, he had experience. So you think he'd be learning from that and going even better. But, yeah, unfortunately, it looks like I'm wrong with that. and. Yep. Week one, not really, but those are what I've got.
0: Um, let me ask you this. I This is so funny, Tyler. I asked you this exact same question last week, and I'll ask it to both of you again this week after we've seen them in a game. Final cornerback spot, if you had to choose, if you're Sean Payton and, and you had to choose between them, are you going to take Ken Crawley or are you going to take Damian Swan?
1: I it, okay, let me ask you this: Is Sterling Moore on that uh, on those cornerbacks?
0: Yeah, Sterling Moore is part of it. Yes.
1: Okay, Sterling Moore is in there. Then uh, I don't care. Okay. Uh, okay. Whoever, whoever <laughs> yeah, doesn't sure. screw up, whoever doesn't screw um, up, whoever screws up
0: last. You'd be a great head coach, man. Fantastic. <laughs> just,
1: <laughs> what, do do y'all, all, what do y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all choose?
0: You suck less than
1: the last guy. <laughs> I'd
0: I'd say Damian Swan. That's just me. I mean, you, you kind of have to pick hairs with this, um, but uh, I I would I would say Damian. I Swan. think
1: I go crawling at, just because he
2: started last year yeah i would i would take crawley just because of you know just because of last okay. year that's that as exactly. of right now cool. i'm not looking at the browns damian swan getting beat or anything like that right. that's that's no that has no uh weight in this discussion but gotcha. i think crawley just right now we'll see though
0: awesome so uh before we move on to charters talk real quick um I just want to give out some, some stats from, from the game that are pretty noticeable. Sure. Um, so I already said Garrett Grayson, 11, 16, yards, 92.2 passer rating. Uh, Ryan Nassib, 10 of 14, 110 yards, one touchdown, 118.2 passer rating. Pretty impressive. Chase was okay. only threw six passes, so he was, he was 4 of 6. Yeah, no, nothing bad, nothing too, too fantastic. Just just
1: yeah.
0: pretty good outing. Uh, Alvin Kamara, four carries for 35 yards, a long of 22 uh lasco seven carries of 24 yards 3.4 average which which is which isn't too bad uh tommy lee lewis 10 receptions 124 yards one touchdown uh, 11 targets that's what impressed me the most he had 11 targets caught 10 of them it's really awesome yeah um and then that that's that's pretty funny because the next guy down with most receptions for the saints was two it was Landman two catches 33 yards <laughs> pretty crazy um, and then nothing else really stands out other than Ted Giddens' uh, two drops uh, in the game.
1: Yeah, um, a couple of Saints players got some sacks, so that was pretty cool. They did. I yeah, think yeah, we yeah. had two or three sacks total for everyone. Yeah.
0: Well, we sacked uh, Kaiser three times for a loss of twenty-two. Yeah, years, so I'm
1: happy really with that. Awesome yeah, yeah, that see. was good. So, that was um, that was impressive. That was like impression.
0: I said. So yeah, uh, took an L, but uh, we're looking to bounce back Sunday, August twentieth. Six days from now against the San. Or, wow, I keep saying San Diego Chargers. Holy cow, the Los Angeles. Chargers. I
1: keep on saying it too. It's even written man. in your script. It's I know another error on your part.
0: Dang man, I grew up I, my entire I, I life. My brother's I, a fan of them, and and I still say San Diego. Damn.
1: I screwed up earlier too and I when we were talking around at the very beginning. I almost said San
2: Diego, but I was talking about Joey Bosa. Yeah, but
0: I mean their their new head coach called him San Diego too when he was interviewed. Mm-hmm. So That's like, true. It's That's that part of that kind of
2: week. We can we can get some slack if he can get some exactly, slack. Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah. so the Los Angeles Chargers, the Saints play LA, which I kind of I dig them having two their first two preseason games away and then the final two at home. I don't know why I just kind of like that. Uh, but they're going to be in Los Angeles playing the Chargers. Let's take about ten minutes to talk about the game. Let's start out with any general thoughts on the game so far. I know we're six days away and it's preseason, but any matchups you guys are looking forward to? Any general thoughts about the game? Anything come to your mind, like what's the first thing that kinda uh-huh. comes to your mind, think about this game? I
1: know, I know in our script, I'll I'll quickly go off who I uh who I was gonna talk about. But sure. um you said like players who we would like to step up. Yeah. So this is just for my personal I've been keeping track of the records and stuff. Oh, by the way, for Saints fans, uh this is what they and I do for all things, you know, keep track of the Saints step chart. Go yes. on our Not yes. sponsored. If they wanna sponsor nope. us, let us know.
0: If y'all um, wanna pay us, but, we'll take it. But yeah, no. no yeah, we'll take it, we'll take
1: it. But I've got a few guys that I would love to see step up. And I'll give you a quick reason why. So linebacker Adam Big Hill. Linebackers right now are crazy. If he steps up, that'd be awesome. Yep. Sterling Moore. I think the cornerbacks are really crazy right now. If we get another solidified starter, I'm good with that. Darius Victor, the running back. Running backs are crazy right now. Yeah. And uh, if he could like even make the practice squad even better if he like somehow took the spot of um uh chavarra cadet uh knock knock please do knock knock (laughs) um um, and a couple of the guys i've got on the offensive side offensive lineman landon turner obviously it was a train wreck uh for the second and third string offensive line for the saints week one we're probably going to be seeing more snaps of them week two considering most starters don't play the majority of snaps in preseason until week three so if Landon Turner could step up for the Saints, I'd be really happy to see that because I remember when we picked him up, I was very happy considering I, he's a big dude, he had a nice smile, he's a good dude, I don't know. I'd love to see you step up Landon Turner, please do. And Corby Fuller, I'd love to see him step up. Right now, good choice. Yeah. The season, yeah, Right now, I think if the season started today, Tommy Lee Lewis, based off of what he did, what he showed us we, uh, in that preseason game, will be our fifth wide receiver. So I'd love to see Corey Fuller step up, uh, you know, and like, you know, fight a little bit for that spot. And what's his if he wants it? But that's all yeah. I've got, guys. It's all you know. So
0: Matthew, any uh matchups you're looking forward to? Any general thoughts you got on this?
2: Yeah, uh just kind of a general stat that you kinda I, I hate to bring it up but i think the saints right. have lost uh, 10 straight uh, preseason games yeah. now yeah yeah, I'm yeah. Like right 9 are, or 10 they, i believe they haven't yeah. won it's a just, preseason just, game
0: since 2014 i think i
2: think yeah it's just so not sad. it's just not a good stat just, i don't yeah. want to bring it up i hate that i had I'm to bring it up you did, but though, yeah. it's only the preseason but you know it's still good to to it to win yeah i know it always feels
1: good yeah
2: exactly as far as you know the game i will say uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are a good team to kind of bounce back for. They're kind of having a really, really bad luck. Their first uh, two draft picks this past year are going to be out for the year: mm-hmm. uh, wide receiver Mike Williams and their offensive lineman they drafted Forrest Lamp. So yeah. they're kind of bad luck franchise, I they think, are. right now that just had <laughs> the worst luck, maybe more than us as I was far gonna as things go. They make and us look.
0: They make us look. That's fantastic. pretty. That's yeah. pretty
2: hard to do right? yeah. um, re- recently. Um, but no, I mean, I really would like to see. Potentially, you know, Mark Ingram play. Uh, I highly doubt we're going to see Adrian Peterson. We might see him game three, but I highly, I highly doubt he'll even play a snap this preseason. I think they're just going to save yeah, him. Don't get uh, they them. they know what he's going to do. I I, I think yeah. they know what he's capable of. Right. Did um, you see that highlight by the way on Twitter?
1: Sorry, interrupt but great. where, where him leaping all, all, yeah, leaping all over those bags. Oh man, it was insane. It's, it yeah. was insane. That was yeah.
2: That was really that was really insane. Um, <laughs>
1: Unfortunately,
0: the funniest reply to that tweet was somebody screenshotting the two like goal line, um, what those orange things that are on the goal line, whatever those are. They were like placed perfectly and it made an L. And th- somebody screenshotted that and said, This is the same season, oh. summed up in one pick. And I laughed. I, granted, I laughed, but it was jealous. like, Ah, oh, come you're on, man. Jealous. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But that was um, funny. But yeah.
2: But as far as like Pacific matchups, I'm really looking forward to see how. Uh, again, I think Drew Brees is obviously submitted number one. Chase Daniels cemented number two. He's yep. a solid backup quarterback. Uh, he could step in if he needed to if Drew Brees goes down with injury for a short little stint. Um, but I really am excited to see how Garrett Grayson and Ryan Nassib do competing for that third quarterback spot against this uh, Los Angeles Chargers secondary who gave up 48 points to the CLC mm-hmm. Hawks just a couple of yeah. ago. Yeah. The CLC Hawks don't exactly have a great offense. Um, you know, uh, and and, they
1: have that's for sure.
2: And, but, I mean, I really want to see how they do against that. I want to see if Garrett Grayson can be more poised in the pocket, maybe uh, look uh, progress a little bit further in his reads before just getting rid of the ball. Yeah. That's something that's going to okay. be really interesting to see. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and kind of like Tyler said, he kind of said, who needs to step up? I think Ted Ginn Jr., he needs to step up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, and you said Corey Fuller. You hit exactly what I was going to say about Corey <laughs> Fuller. I think that if he doesn't step up, then you know right now Tommy Lee Lewis – is playing better uh, than him, and he could potentially take his spot at number five. Uh, I think Ted Ginn; he's been inconsistent his whole career. That's the thing; he's been cut from team after team. He's dropped a lot of passes, no matter where he goes. He had that one really, really good year in Carolina, um, yeah, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Um, actually, helped me win a fantasy football championship. Thank you, Ted Ginn.
1: Nice. But um,
2: I need to get back to that to that status. I need we need yes. that speed threat. Uh, we have Michael Thomas. He's definitely uh, really good. Tommy Lee Lewis is really fast, too. So he can come in and kind of be that uh, that game breaker with that speed and all that different stuff. But uh, yeah, Ted Ginn definitely, I think, needs to step up, like you said, Dayton.
0: For sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned their Seahawks game. The Chargers lost 48 to 17 to the Seahawks, which was. A, and that's yeah, a massacre that no matter how you chalk it up um, that preseason, good. regular season, playoffs, whatever it may be. Um, so. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited for this game, uh, not only for, for, for a few different reasons. The first is, I, I don't know, I have a feeling Drew Brees is going to play a series in this game. And I, I would like to see also know almost know for a fact that Philip Rivers is going to play a series because he played a series against Seattle. Really, their only high point of the game. Uh, he was 5 of 6, uh, it was like 65 yards, and he led them to a scoring drive on, on their very first. He only played one drive and he led them to a touchdown. Super impressive stuff. Um so we have the potential to see two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks go at it even if it is just for one series which is it was going to be cool to see in the preseason. Um and there there's a few parallels to this game for the Browns. Uh Joey Bosa, who we mentioned yeah. earlier. Um I mean, he he's a young defensive end force kind of like Miles Garrett was. Um but this time around All we're going to we're going to see Joey Yeah, I would say right now Joey Bosa is is better than uh Myles Garrett. But this time around, we get to see, most likely, we'll get to see him go up against Ryan Ramchick, who is most likely going to be our starting yeah. left tackle when the season opens up. That's going to be interesting to see. And um, Cardell Jones on the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, he could light us up like Deshaun Kaiser did. You know, I mean, they're 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 both kind of... Like, nobody really expected Deshaun Kaiser to do what he did, but he did. Uh, Cardale Jones did not have a good game against Seattle. I think it was like 2 of 9 for 50 yards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Not, not, not very good uh, statistics right there, but who knows? Seattle's uh, defense is decent. Even their second and third string guys are pretty good, but uh, we'll, we'll see how our defense fares against them. Um, and then, like I said, I think that more starters are going to play more this week than last. Uh Joey Bosa, Ryan Ramchat going to be a great matchup. Travis Benjamin, and if Marshawn Lattimore plays, Travis Benjamin had a really good game. Ooh, if Marshawn good. Lattimore plays, that's going to be a really good uh, oh, yeah, head-to-head sure. matchup. I want to see
1: Lattimore I mean, demolish people. I want to see Lattimore.
0: I, I want to see, see Lattimore do something, man. I want to see him do something yeah. in the game. You know, I granted we've only been through one week, but I want to see him in that game. Um, as far as who I needs wanna to see step- it all, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I agree. Ted Gunn Jr. needs to step up. Um, any, I, I I wrote down any secondary member. All of them need <laughs> to step up. Maybe not PJ. Please, please. PJ Williams play fine, but everybody else, please. like, come please. on, man, you got to step up. Um, Just out, one there, yeah. outside blocking. Uh, because this opportunity. Uh, if, if you watch, like, Garrett Grayson, Ryan Nassib, even though, like, Nassib seemed comfortable in the pocket, he was surrounded by defensive guys. Like the outside A lot. A lot of times, yeah. Wasn't that great. Um, and I Garrett Grayson doesn't need to step up as well, honestly, for the exact reasons you said, Matt, that um, he's going to be going head-to-head against Ryan Nassib to see who's going to get that third spot. Whoever doesn't get that third spot is either getting cut or they're going to the practice squad. And that's yeah, the I reality of it. Squad, so, yeah, which is, which is what uh, Garrett Grayson did most of last year. He got cut but then added onto the practice squad. So, really, he's given another chance to kind of prove his worth. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about the game before we sign off? I am all
2: good to go, dude. Cool. I'm all good to go.
0: How about you? Yeah, Matt? I'm, I'm,
2: I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited for it. I'm Me just, too. I wish Sunday was already here.
0: Me too. Yeah, we're loving Saints football. So, um, well, Matt, thanks for coming on to the show, man. Going Thank to plug you so away, much, Matt. Your, uh, we loved you. Yeah, man. Go and plug away at your uh, social media stuff and whatnot.
2: All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. As always, glad to be on. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Um, yeah. You guys can follow me on Twitter at mmcfaty. That's m m c f a t t y nine three. M mcfaty 93. Follow me there. That's probably the most active social media you'll find me on. So hit me up and follow and uh, check out my articles on whodatdish.com for sure.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Go ahead and stay on with Thank us you. if you don't mind while we sign off. A yeah, uh, couple of. Headlines before you sign off, Tyler. Before before you do your spiel, uh, it doesn't do with the Saints, but I think that they're pretty important NFL headlines. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has been suspended for the first six games of the NFL season. Yeah. Uh, he is appealing that currently. A lot of debate. A lot of uh, a lot of people are taking sides on this. Uh, my original side. We won't go into depth about it. Uh, about like yeah. our side, but originally my side. J- just to just to show how split people are. Originally my side was. I think that this is fair, especially if they found evidence. But then I'm kind of thinking, like, well, the charges were dropped. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Josh Brown only got one game. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, obviously, there's either something we don't know or the NFL messed up its investigation, one of the two. Um, And then the Buffalo Bills traded Sammy Watkins to the Los Angeles Chargers. And they traded their best uh, defensive back, arguably, now that Stephon Gilmore is gone, Uh, Ronald Darby, young guy. They traded him to Philadelphia. Um, in return, uh, the bu- yeah, and, and in return, the Bills got Jordan Matthews from uh, the Eagles, which I think is a pretty nice pickup. Uh, he he can stay healthier than Sammy Watkins, but we'll he just got he
1: hurt though. That. Did you see? Yeah, that? yeah that's
0: true. I know that's crazy stuff. And then uh, feels e- so bad, man. Poor e- e- Buffalo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah, it's Buffalo. And then EJ Gaines, uh, I think, is the other guy they trade. And they got a couple more draft picks, so I guess they're in a rebuilding mode again whatever but anyway those are some pretty big headlines just thought i'd fit those in before we sign off so go
1: ahead okay guys we just wanted to thank everyone again for tuning in for this will be our ninth podcast night we can't believe it obviously Dayton probably is thinking the same thing or is probably about to say the same thing that i'm saying right now we love all the support we've been getting like we say time and time again without you this wouldn't be possible so thank you next week uh will be august 21st next monday it we are pretty sure it's just going to be day and nine for next week. In the next couple weeks, I'll uh, look for Under the Dome podcast host, Sean Williams. Uh, we're going to be trying to have him on, see if we can get him on, talk some football. But other than that, though, let's plug away some social media for you guys so you can follow all the amazing work we do on and off Who That Dish. So you can follow the lovely Dayton Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at Raymond Tyler M. You can follow our official podcast account where we keep everyone updated about uh, when the link to the podcast comes out, for example. Summary articles that we write about those podcasts. In case you can't listen to the entire thing, we still keep you updated there. Or even guess who we have on the show for future episodes. You can follow that on Twitter at the Podcast And make sure to follow all our amazing articles. Not only ours, but all of our contributors, everything. Uh, Offer Who That Dish on Who that by Fansided. So what do you got for me, Dayton? Anything you want? Great I'll stuff,
0: man. As always, wanted to thank you, Tyler, uh, for yep. like I said, being a fantastic co-host. Glad we got this. First of all, glad we even got this off the ground. Like two months yeah. ago, around this time, two months ago, like there was no podcast. And the fact that we've come this oh. far uh, in such a short amount yeah. of time. Couldn't have done it without you, couldn't have done it without the support. And guess yeah. like and yeah. guess like uh, Matthew coming onto the show, which which is always yeah. fantastic Appreciate to have. That, so dude. um well Just as an update, we'll probably have less guests uh, on the show unless they're a Houdat Dish contributor or they have their own podcast like uh, Sean, just because we want to preview and review a lot of games that are going to be happening, and it's going to be tough trying to allot time for them being highlighted on the show as well as us talking about the game that just happened and the game that happened before. If we end up somehow, I don't think that this will happen in the near future, but if we somehow end up getting like two podcast episodes per week, then we'd be able to fit more guests in. But uh, the current yep. format, it's, it's going to be a little bit tough. So uh, expect it to be just a lot of me and Tyler talking, which I, I hope you guys find yeah. that. Hopefully you guys enjoy that, Hopefully right? you guys <laughs> like like just us talking. So, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Be sure to follow us on all the social media that Tyler plugged away. Be sure to go to com yeah. and read some of the fantastic articles from some fantastic contributors. Um, if you're not living there, you should be. And as always, yes, you we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.